Oh, you know what's I, I noticed when I went uh, outside to this morning. Uh, the reason I was late, uh, I took Bong Bong out to the bathroom, and I think it's the uh, Pulaski Day parade in New York today because my street was lined with Polish themed floats. Parade. Yeah, that's floats. in March though. Oh, really? Yeah. By the way, you should get closer to your mic. I can. Oh, okay. Mic. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgot about that. <laughs> it. No, yeah, Pulaski Day is in is March seventh. Oh, I guess. I How do you know year. that? Because well, you're I just knew Polish. It was in I knew it was in spring, but I didn't. So it didn't seem right that Kazmierz Pulaski Day would be. Okay, so it's the first Monday in March. Wait, what's the first word you said? Kazmierz. Kazmierz. Who's that? Kazmierz is his name. Oh, I thought his name Pol- is Kazmierz Pulaski. Interesting. Oh, is it just Poland Day? Like I was under the day? impression that uh, Pulaski was just a fancy way of saying Polish. <laughs> uh, are you thinking of Polski? No. Is that the word? No, because I remember Polska? like Polish. I, I had yeah. my first couple years in New York. I had this weird uh, um, habit of like three years in a row. I just happened to like have my mom in town or something like that and we went to like saint patrick's cathedral to go to mass and it was always pulaski day parade and it just a bunch of polish people and stuff like that and all dressed up for the the, what i thought was the polish parade and i thought pulaski was just you know it's just a one way of saying polish (laughs) no I need you to show a little bit more respect for my culture here, Ben. Okay, sorry. But his name, no. he's a Pol- it's a Polish guy, though. Yeah, I don't even know who he is. So, so I'm close. Like, is- I mean, yes, I'm not close, but at least I'm not. It's not like you're telling me it's, uh, you know, yeah, it he's is Polish, an, a, a, yes. some American guy or something. Yeah. Uh, the father of American cavalry. So, it's oh, so he is an American like a, guy. It's a, a U.S. guy, yeah. But like a, a Revolutionary War cavalry officer born in Poland. Um praised in his contributions for the, to the U.S. military in the American Revolution. That sucks. What? Let's see this. I wanted this to be like a, like a Polish guy doing Polish stuff. Uh, I got to look this up, figure out what parade it is. Because they got the Poland flags everywhere. I don't see any horse stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't really know. I never know how to figure this out. NYC parades 2021. Maybe I need like a calendar. Let's see. Apparently, Barack Obama made Pulaski an honorary American citizen 230 years after his death. Interesting. Let's see if they have it on Google Maps. Sometimes they have it like the parade route blocked off. Nope, doesn't look like it. Yeah, what's going? On? So it's but so it so it can't be Pulaski Day. Maybe it's just Casimir Polish Day. Pulaski Day. Yeah, it could just be. It's the other Pulaski Day. But maybe the Poles Polish are just Day. out having a good time. Yeah. Uh, don't know. Don't really know how to figure this out. I don't know how to figure this out. Let's see. Select a date. Hey Google. Today. Why are all the polls outside? October third. Okay, here. I think I found something. Select a borough. Okay. So it's not letting me select one. Also, I I feel like New York wouldn't really be a big spot to celebrate Casimir Pulaski Day. Oh, it's it's like mostly a Chicago thing. Oh, okay. In my brain. I don't know. Can't figure they won't let me s- s- save this thing. Forest Hill. You think it'd be pretty high on the list? Wait. Okay. October fourth, twenty twenty. Okay. Okay. I have the imp- 
84th annual Pulaski Day parade set for Sunday, October 3rd. Oh. What's that about? Yeah. How come they got different Pulaski Days? It's New York Pulaski Day. I guess so. I knew that had to be right. It is the same deal. Even though I didn't defend myself. Yeah. Nice to me and to them, I guess. Why is it? Why does this say it's in March and this say it's in October? All right. Everybody hold the Polish jokes. <laughs> we we know how the calendar works. <laughs> uh, oh, so there must they, be something else going on. <laughs> with a, oh, it's spelled with a U. Oh, yes. if I knew that, I guess I probably would have still thought the same thing, but I might have had a little bit more doubt. Oh, this is not like a... Yeah, I guess you said 300 years ago, but I'm looking at this guy's picture, and it's not a picture, it's a painting, so he's uh, he's old. Yeah. 1779. Revolutionary died. War. <laughs> Roundabouts then. Yeah. The father of the American cavalry. Interesting. So this dude like invented Except getting on really. horses and running at the enemy, I guess, nice. in the U.S. Interesting. Hmm. Following a recommendation by Benjamin Franklin, Pulaski traveled to North America to help the American Revolutionary War. They had a they had a uh, they had a number of like uh uh European guys come like their Marquis de Lafayette like showed up for some reason and like they had like I don't know French and Polish guys helping them out with stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this actually reminds me. I got I got Revolutionary War talk content. Yep. I I remember in fifth grade, we had an assignment to read a book of historical fiction and just do a, a book report on something that was historical fiction. Yep. Um, and the book that I chose to read was like, okay, what if the British won the uh, Revolutionary War? And nice. it was like at the same time too. It was, so it wasn't like a science fiction thing that would be like, you know, 200 years in the future or after that or like a, you know, man in the high yeah. castle type thing. This would be like, you know, okay, the British just won and, you know, we're kind of, I don't know, regrouping after that. Yeah. Um, but. Back to business. I got yelled at because I like, I got point, I got, I, I, I got a bad grade on my thing and I got like ta- talking to because I was saying in the report that the British won the Revolutionary War. <laughs> um, and they're like, uh, my teacher's like, they didn't though. They lost. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. I, maybe I didn't make this clear or something, but that's like what the what it's like in the book or something. But like, yeah, this is historical fiction. Like, yeah, do you need to know what fiction is? <laughs> I they they wanted that boring historical fiction where everything is exactly the same, except you just come up with you know Tom. The yeah, it's like a new Wonder guy Boy. there, but nothing actually changes anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if the yeah, what if there was a guy named George W. Bush or sorry, not George, George Washington, my friend George Washington, and it's yeah, it's like a Marley and me from Marley's perspective, and also it's George Washington as the owner. Yeah, shout out to every elementary school teacher I had being just like dumb as shit. I will always. I will always resent you yeah, <laughs> the rest of my nice. life. I would have done, let's see what I would have done. And you can tell me if I would have passed. I think I would have passed with this if I did National Treasure, the movie by Nicholas, featuring Nicholas Cage and probably by someone else. No, I don't, I do not count that. 
Why? It's not historical. I think it needs to be like a period set in a. It is the period is. It's about history. Time. All movies yeah, are historical. No, his, part of yeah. historical fiction, I think, needs to be. It needs to be like a period piece. Yeah, the period is approximately two thousand and five. It was made. National Treasure. It can't be made in the same era. Uh, it can't. It definitely can. Didn't they have Vietnam War movies during Vietnam? Yeah, those aren't historical fiction. Those aren't period pieces. I cannot believe that. <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> I. So you said if I if I watch that's just that, fiction. That would just be like that's just no, movie. It's just movie. Yeah. And then now it's historical fiction because some time has passed. No, 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 no. It doesn't turn into <laughs> historical fiction after some time. That no. doesn't make any sense. Er, wrong. Yes. You, okay, so let's say. Is, is, is a specific when genre. Did they, when did they make Apocalypse Now? I'm going to say it's know. the Vietnam War. I'm going to say, imagine that they made Apocalypse Now during the Vietnam War. Would you say that that's not a period piece? <laughs> or would you say that's not historical fiction? I would say it's not historical oh, fiction. Here's it was one. made during the. Here's one. I got a perfect one for you. Is Forrest Gump not historical fiction? Um, I'm gonna give his Forrest Gump is histor is historical fiction. Yeah, it was made in like '93. Yeah, well, that's true. But it was, it was not also, made in the same era. But the end is in 1993 too. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's not historical fiction. Doesn't absolutely count. is historical fiction, and so is. I kind of forgot what we were arguing about at this point. <laughs> I just had Apocalypse Now in my mind. National, oh, National Treasure? Treasure? Just because? What is historical fiction about National Treasure? That's just a movie. It's, <laughs> it's a ton of history. The core concept is history. I feel like historical fiction... Ben, you, you it's have fiction about history. I'll give you that. I'm not saying it's yes, not about history. That's what I'm that saying. Not, I, it's, I, if, it's, if you ha you can have a different definition of his. It's like lowercase h historical no, fiction. You're you're on the right track, but I'm you're still wrong about this. That, that that's, <laughs> that's the historical fiction. I haven't been this worked up two, at you since college. Two, there's two options. You've got two options for historical fiction. One movie about the past the 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 longish distant ish past option two it's a movie that centers around the study of history or historical things and it's also fiction either of those can be met in its historical fiction in my book and the book of experts. not listening to that because i was just looking up the definition uh, historical fiction is a literary genre in which the plot takes place in a setting located in the past. It is that's definitely okay. My reasoning just now might have been ruined, but I believe everything I've said so far is historical fiction at this point. Okay, you're wrong. Two, how is it? Just says it takes place in the past. Two thousand five is now. 15 years it's got to be like there's some sort of there's some amount of like it being significant you get why what why would we have the term historical fiction if anything you make obviously you can't film something to be set actually like in the actual present <laughs> because you, it needs to be recorded and then replayed even if you just like recorded something and then played it right back right away it would then be set in the past you can't call it fucking historical fiction no, but the, all the, all the future movies, all the sci-fi movies in the future, those are not historical fiction yet. But if enough time passes, that will turn into <laughs> historical fiction. Well, it also depends on the level of realism. I feel like that's unsaid but implied in that definition. You can't just have yeah. Scooby Doo. You know, you can't just have Scooby Doo. 
But if it's I agree, Scooby Doo is not historical fiction. <laughs> <laughs> but so we found common ground here. Declaration of Independence, real. Uh, all the other sites in the in that movie, uh, real. All the people mentioned, real. Only people that aren't real are the main but, characters. Okay, of you've the movie. seen the movie, right? It's not yes. about Benjamin Franklin. It kind of is, though. I've seen this movie many times, actually. In fact, the movie takes place like in two thousand two or whatever. Yeah, two thousand like two thousand five or something. Yeah, I am aware, but it's concerning right. things of the past. It just happens to be a treasure that hunt. That doesn't count in the future. In the future. <laughs> It's a continuation of historical stuff from the past. Anyway, I'm, I will go this far, and I will end it on this, and I will hear nothing else afterwards. I will go so far as to say that National Treasure is the most uh, archetypical <laughs> historical fiction movie of all, t- of all time. <laughs> It's the most archetypal historical fiction movie of all time. Nothing else to be said. <laughs> is Doctor No historical fiction now? Because enough time has passed. No, because it didn't have enough historical things in it. <laughs> You're the baby brain. This is baby brain behavior. <laughs> yeah. If they it's... don't literally talk about history, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's close. What's yep. another example of historical fiction? National Treasure 2. Uh, let's see. Uh, probably Apocalypse Now. I don't know why that's the one in my mind. Well, no, I already said it earlier. Another one would be Forrest Gump. C- clearly, I think, tons I, of I, think I, can he- I can hear an argument that Forrest Gump is historical fiction. Not from you. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, I think aspects of it can be could be considered historical fiction. Okay, what about this? Uh, is is here's a real here's a question in your definition of historical fiction is mine and everyone else's <laughs> except yours. Is the Ten Commandments a historical fiction movie? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the Ten Commandments themselves is that historical fiction? <laughs> no, is the movie the famous movie the Ten? Have you seen the Ten Commandments? That's a movie? That's like a very famous movie. Don't know about that movie. Are you serious? That's like a very... That's. I'll just say the same thing again. That's a very <laughs> a famous, famous movie? movie. That's a very famous movie. I, actually, I, I just happened to have that on my mind because I read yesterday that that was one of the first... That was like the first movie banned by Mal. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Google changed up their shit, so now uh, it's in dark mode and also... All of the text is everywhere. Is I don't know, bleeding over and everything. That's that's cool, cool, cool design. Uh, no, I've not heard of this. I don't know what this is. Oh, interesting. Okay, is is uh, Ben Hur, which I've not seen, but I'm guessing you've seen. Is that historical fiction? I haven't seen it, but I think it is historical fiction. Okay. Cause I'm just wondering if you go too far in the past, is it not historical fiction? That's a good question. If, well, I mean, I guess like in you're just getting like mythical level t- type of thing you mean yeah hercules yeah that's not <laughs> i don't think that uh okay i don't know yeah star wars does it have to be real history? cold mountain is historical fiction is it okay we talked about that recently 
We talked about really, recently. I'm, I'm, tra- I'm trying to counter with. I, I feel like I need to supplement with some things. Um, let's see. Oh, here's one. 1917 historical fiction. A train approaches Dunkirk. the station or a station. Is that historical fiction? <laughs> no, I think that was contemporary. <laughs> okay. I think that's like this is the kind of train we have right now, and here it is in the movie theater. <laughs> Yeah. They're not like, oh god, that's an old train. They're like, that's a current, current train. There is okay. no way but people it, really flinched at that train. There's no way. That people has love to, be to fake. say that. That people love to say that. Oh, these these little rubes, they just they flinched. They thought it was gonna hit them. It's like, no way, absolutely. Although how how that. cool would it be if you were like like to go back in time and do nothing else except but go to that screening and be the only one who doesn't <laughs> flinch and re- and everyone. Th- Thinks you're such a badass. This is so boring. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, just, I want to go back with like a Blu-ray player and just blow everybody, kill yes. everybody, but just completely. I would love to. Okay, this is. I I told you this offline. I'm uh, I'm still in my imagining my new house mode, where I'm just imagining. I'm like, dang, it's gonna be so nice to have a, a house because I can watch movies. <laughs> I can watch movies in a dedicated movie zone in my house. Is gonna uh, be another? Is this gonna be another thing that I'm gonna get mad at you because you're not gonna buy a soundbar? No, it's not about the soundbar. Well, maybe it is. I bought, I bought, uh, I bought Blu-rays of the Police Story trilogy and the A Better Tomorrow trilogy. But I'm just thinking, yeah, go back with the Blu-ray player to the A Train Approaches the Station screening and show them Police Story One. <laughs> oh my gosh dude you would change the world forever probably for the worst because they would just become extremely racist i would guess they would just be like <laughs> china is insane yeah that, that wouldn't have happened without your intervention <laughs> yeah good thing they didn't get racist <laughs> yeah well no i i just mean yeah that It'd would be, be even more racist well yeah i guess i don't know what the stereotype would be i mean i guess it would just be that that oh it, it's extreme china or hong kong specifically extremely scary well maybe that'd be good well maybe that'd be bad for hong kong people i would have changed the face of of uh the hong kong british china handover forever yeah you would have set a series of events in motion that <laughs> i cannot possibly fathom uh and it was because you brought back a blu-ray of police story one <laughs> And screen and plugged into their projector. I'm sure they had HDMI or something at that point in the theater, uh, and and screened that instead of train arrives at station. <laughs> that would be. I mean, I don't know what I'm getting on now, but uh, they would learn a lot. I mean, just imagine, dude. It's not you're not freaking out about a train coming towards you, but think about how much those people would learn. I would have taught them. Okay, subtitles. Welcome to the world of subtitles. You guys haven't even figured out. I teach you about accessibility right now. You haven't even figured out how to put the sound in the movie yet, but I'm giving you sound and subtitles. All movies would be subtitled. I would be a hero of accessibility. I think, that, I think it. W- <laughs> I I, I kind of feel like it would be like incomprehensible. Like I don't even know if they could. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously they wouldn't be it able would to be, understand. It would be in Cantonese. It would be yeah. a different language. <laughs> but, um, but like it. Uh, like I don't know. I don't I don't even know if like anything would like register. Like if they were like actually freaked out at the train arriving at station. Did they like, have a car back it, then? It truly like would probably like it could end some of their lives. Like they're just short out. 
I mean, you get to see you get to see new cars. Did they have cars? I don't know when that movie was released, and I don't know when cars were released. <laughs> when did cars drop? Arrival of the Train is 1896, so it's got to be pre-car. Uh, okay. Is that pre-car? Is cars in the 1900s? Uh, 1908. Nice. So, okay. So I might have like... heard whispers or something. They're, 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 they were on the, the gadget blogs hearing rumors about... Uh, Car. What model what well, henry ford is working on but like the man's train as i would dub it at that moment they'd be like what mm-hmm. was that that folks is what i call the man train and each I, man i i kind of li- i i like that car is just short for carriage i think that's cool that's true i never never knew that i, think I just agreed a, with I, it but i appreciate that nice. etymology it's kind of nice nice in in toy it feels uh, good in, in Police Story, which I don't know why I'm saying all this stuff because you haven't you haven't seen it, I don't think, have you? You really have no. to watch Police Story, dude. It's so good. I would teach them about mopeds. I would probably change uh, sexism forever because I would introduce the car that Jackie Chan drives as the man car. And then Maggie Chung is the only other person in the movie with like a vehicle. And she rides a moped everywhere. And I'd be like, and this gentlemen this is for the wife <laughs> this is for your wives this is this is the the wife car and then i come back to to current time that's the face of sexism you you come oh. back you come back to current time and somehow like the, your your uh your your going back in time and showing that like scared everybody so much that they just halted progress they shut everything yeah. down and so <laughs> so they show up and it's like it's still train it's still that and yeah. um, anybody who looks like you is like instantly executed. <laughs> if, if <it's, laughs> yeah, because you're such a terror, such a bad apparition. You're, there's full, there's fully governments and religions organized around extermination of the, the type of devilry that you brought to the, yeah. the, the the movie theater that one time. Yeah, that'd be very cool. It would be sick. Um, you just go back and so. Nathan for you or something like that. Maybe they'd like that. I mean, that'd just be. I feel like that would be very well received, as uh, in a. Um, I don't know how you'd say this in an educational sense. I would have changed absolutely changed the face of uh, uh, like Ponzi schemes and stuff like that. I feel like if I went back and screened like one episode of Nathan for you, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel like. It would, it would not, I don't think it would work. I don't think it would work. That's my honest opinion. I'll show you what I, so, so we're talking about showing up to the dang theater. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do next week, I believe, right? Uh, we're going to try. I, I kind of forgot about an important thing, but I've, I've got a, I've got a solution at this point that hopefully is going to work out. Uh, I'm visiting my, I forgot that Shelly and I are visiting my sister in Denver, uh, on, we're going on Thursday night, but my sister asked me if we wanted to go to the movie, so I think we're we're good. But you might just have to bear gotcha. with me a little bit. Okay, yeah, we're seeing. We're gonna. We, we, I guess the plan is we're all we're all gonna go see No Time to Die. Yeah. Next weekend. Um, it's gonna yeah, be I got so good, here. dude. Three hour bond, long bond. Let's go. Oh, you, you already bought them. I already bought them. Oh, I nice. reserved tickets for the earliest screening Saturday morning I could. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah, I got to figure that out. Shelly was a little yeah, mad. I'm trying to She's get... like, are we really going to go to Denver to visit your sister for like three days? And we're going to spend three hours of those three days 
three waking hours of those three days watching James Bond. I was like, yes, my dude. Yes. Of course. Your yeah. sister offered. She did. What offer, are your, yeah. Are your siblings also into Bond? I can't imagine you no would be way. into Bond if you're if they're into Bond. Yeah. No way. No, no interested. I don't what do I they think honestly about you? I honestly don't even know if my sister's ever seen a James Bond movie. How could that be possible just by like I mean I watched you the always on my watching own. them. I mean, I'm sure she's gotcha. seen stuff in the background, but yeah. It's not like we had the A family TV or something and then everybody had to sit down and watch together. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the plan is so I've been back to the theater since Uncut Gems. Um we just had a big uh covid talk last premium episode yep. over on patreon.com slash dr skeleton and uh and so i don't know i don't know how hypocritical this is i guess but the plan is i don't know it could it could be time to die yeah but let's go let's go I'm trying to see long bond i have to for the podcast becoming part of the history the historical fiction we will be like uh, we will be one of those footnotes on the Wikipedia page when we do our next Bondathon. Ten years from noted now. Bond podcasters Ben and Will perished instantly upon stepping into the yeah. theater. No, I'm just thinking. I mean, no time to die, and then everybody dies in the theater. Coming back to the theater for the first time to see mm-hmm. see our wonderful British boy. Uh, and I don't know. It's reminiscent to me somehow of that. Uh, what, what was the one in? I forget which Timothy Dalton movie, but they're like, yeah, nobody had sex in this movie because AIDS was too big of a deal, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know. I how think the connection I, 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 is. I think you stopped one step short of connecting the dots. On yeah, that, I don't know. I think I I think I know where you're going on that. Um, I watched an interview with Daniel Craig this last week, part part of the promo, whatever. I appreciate. Like I understand, he's like an enormous asshole and stuff, but I I appreciate the sort of like the open contempt he has for uh, his audience. I guess I kind of th- I I, I kind of do like that. Oh, what did what did he do? Absolutely, like zero interest in being there for a, any sort of interview or any press coverage or whatever. But you know, get paid like ninety one million dollars for this or something um, insane, and is very clearly just not into it and mm. i like that <laughs> I nice. think i kind of like that nice i uh yeah i don't care i guess i'm not a uh i've never been like a behind the scenes person really i mean i guess i've seen mm-hmm. behind the scenes bond stuff but that's a that's a bit different but i don't really uh i'm not really into the celebrity it is stuff exactly what we're talking about what no i know I mean, it's what i know it's what we're talking about i'm just saying that like uh i don't really care if he doesn't like it, I remember. Isn't isn't that like a big deal oh, yeah. all the time with like the Marvel superhero people? The fans get mad that the superhero people are like, dang, these superhero movies suck, or Star Wars movies or whatever. Who was the who was the stormtrooper guy? Yeah. And, he, and he was just like, yeah, John Boyega is like, dude, fuck Star Wars, and everybody, yeah, 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 pissed off at him. Like I don't care. Yeah. If I was start, if I liked that stuff, I'd be like, I don't care. You're good in the movie, whatever. Glad you got mm-hmm. paid. I appreciate this. This doesn't ruin anything for me. I don't need to imagine we're all a big happy family. You gave me three hours of... Absolutely. James Bond, my dude. Yeah. You just extended my Bondathon by another like quarter of a waking day. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, he's he, he's good in the movie. I kind of it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, he's 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 good in the movies. He's good at acting, whatever. Like, and uh, it yeah. it'd be it would be it would I feel like it would be worse worse if he was like, oh, I just love it. It isn't isn't this the best? Like, yeah. this is this is fantastic, and just I don't know. You kind of want, especially for Bond itself. Like, you don't don't you kind of want Bond to be too cool for Bond? Yeah, like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Hmm. I remember being upset learning that Gary Oldman did not read the Harry Potter books and was acting and was in oh. one of the Harry Potter Who's movies. Who's he? he? He played Sirius Black. Who's, I don't know. In retrospect, cool. <laughs> it's a guy. Okay, yeah, whatever. Is a main um, character? I mean, not HP, no. but okay. Okay, Harry whatever. Potter's uncle or something. Oh, or, for you know, real. Dad's friend. Nice. Harry Potter's dad's friend. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I thought they were all like his dad's uh, friends, basically, but okay, nice. What do you mean they're all his dad's friends? Like, isn't that the whole gist of the beginning? It's like, Harry, you lived a crappy ass life with your adoptive family, but like, we're your dad and mom's friends and we're wizards or something. And so, like, welcome to the. Yeah. Welcome to this place. That's yeah. better. Father's rights, the magic, the ma- magic kingdom. Does yeah. H in, in HP? Does he go back to his uh, his crappy family every single summer or vacation or whatever? Yes, it does. <laughs> that sucks. Yes, that's, that's kind of that's kind of funny though. Like you're just balling out and and half they of your life. They don't have any other like arrangement they could figure out. Yeah. You can't just like kind of stay there for a year, even though you're like a hero of this place or whatever. It's yeah. It is funny that I mean it, it, it's another piece of the the, the J.K. Rowling um, mind palace uh, about like just being unable to uh, like you know being able to invent like this like I don't know magical fantasy world, but not imagine any sort of sort of like uh, like social services that would be uh, like it could be like possible for like they they just like have no infrastructure for anybody who isn't wealthy. Like I, I think. I mean, yeah. I think that that's what was, and or HP is like. like the, I think he, the whole point is that like he he is rich. Like his parents left him a lot of money, but um, but like he can't like I don't know get an apartment or something or I don't know like yeah, just like stay live. with a friend, right? Yeah, he's got like best friends, like a million best friends. Yeah, yeah, stupid. Very funny. Yeah, I just remembering too that I think at one point in the books. Like I think Hermione has to like mind wipe her her own existence out of her parents' minds or something, wow. and uh yeah I remember and and that's like that seems like extremely like traumatic and significant but it got like a you know a sentence in the books oh that's yeah cool. I mean HP is like he's literally like a a veteran he's the he's the wizard veterans of the wizard world or whatever. Uh, and they're, they're treating him like American veterans dudes on the street. Just spitting on him. I, I mean, I guess they're not spitting on. No, I'm just mean, I just mean, uh, uh, I'm saying it's, it's very, very good social commentary, uh, because he's a, he's a wizard veteran. And then he comes back from the, the wizard wars or whatever. And he, and he gets, uh, stuck living on the street all summer. And then they send him back to, wizard iraq or whatever you know (laughs) yeah i think that's how the movies went yeah for sure (laughs) yeah 
it's cool that he also always wanted to be a cop, I think. And then he, <laughs> uh, I think he grows up and becomes a cop. Nice. Yeah. It'd be f- cop. Th- at the end, do his kids, they become, uh, they become wizard dudes? Or do they become like, does he give them the option or something? That would have been a better ending. Give them an option and they're like, nah, I don't want to go your way, dad. I'm not trying to be a cop. No, there's some weird. Oh, I, I guess I don't know about. I think they were just like going off to school. I don't know if they. Yeah, I see like that a, part. A cop yeah. thing, but it is uh the the genetics type the genetic stuff of, of Harry Potter is is deeply fucked. But like, um, <clears throat> like I guess it's about being. I don't know. Like the being magical is is genetic, um, and sometimes there's like some sort of like mutation that uh a a a wizard or witch would be born to non-magical parents um and but otherwise like you have to have like some sort of magical lineage um and but like they're all very insulated like you know like all the witches wizards have to like marry each other basically there's never i don't think a you know a mixed magic couple in uh in the in the things and but you could also be born um if you even if you have magical parents you could be born and not be magical um and, oh for real nice yeah and then you're and then you, and the people like that are like these like nasty little creatures basically that like are uh scurry around and uh are sour and wicked basically <laughs> oh wow that sucks so they don't yeah, get they don't get it sent off to the school. They have to like work at the school. <laughs> Are you serious? Wow. Yeah. Dang, dude. Harry Potter rocks, dude. She's nice. She's very imaginative. Ex- huge woman. brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting to just like keep writing a bunch of crap like that, and it's just it all, just all your ideas. I mean, they really do get out there on the page and then somebody has to come and read them. And then in her case, it's like millions of people come along and read them. And it's like, dang, I probably shouldn't have said some of that. Like the most people ever come along and read them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very sick. Recording the mornings always makes me like realize, uh, I'm not used to, I, 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 I'm phlegmy in the mornings. I'm clearing my throat a whole bunch. Mm. Um, let's talk about the IATSE strike. IATSE. Okay. Uh, have you seen anything about this? No. I feel like it's been kind of silent in the channels that I, I usually... I just know that it's, uh... I just said no, but I'm gonna say that I do, basically. I believe it's, uh... I gather that it's probably, like, a union for, like, uh... Film or TV set people or something. And they're maybe on a strike, I guess. For better conditions or working hours, stuff like that. Yeah, pretty much. They're not on a strike yet. Oh, they okay. are vote today is the last day of voting, I believe, and so tomorrow when the podcast comes out, uh, I think the results should be in on whether they've authorized a strike, which won't necessarily mean that they'll do one starting tomorrow. But um, it's an internal vote of the you know International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. Moving picture technicians, artists, and allied crafts in the United States. Um, so basically, all like you know, the union, uh, union productions uh, for film and TV and stuff. But it's to nice. authorize like an internal vote among the organizations to see if the members would 
uh, have that option on the table when uh, negotiations uh, start taking place. And so mm. it doesn't necessarily mean that w- they would strike, but it would present that option. Um, and yeah, I guess I'm kind of disappointed. I don't see the, the, the usual, like, uh, I don't know, the, the, the left Twitter podcast universe that I feel like I'm usually plugged into like anybody's like talking about it and stuff. Um, but I am seeing a whole bunch of people talking about it who are actually like in the industries, which is cool. I'd much rather have coverage on that front and I'm, you know, I'm optimistic. I think there's, I, I think that there's a lot of, and a lot of people are, are, are tired working 14 hour days. It's extremely, uh, shitty conditions, very hard labor. It's very physically demanding work and uh, it can be a really crappy industry to be Mm. trapped in sometimes um, because a lot of times folks, the, the, their, their, you know, passion for filmmaking and stuff is, uh, you know, weaponized and, you know, like you want to work in the business, whatever you got to do this. I think a big part of it too, is that um, the uh, new media is here now. Uh, so streaming services like Netflix and Prime and Hulu and stuff, like that's treated differently under the current contract than, uh, you know, uh, film and television. Um, but now it all, it's all kind of the same. New media is film and television now, obviously, and it should be, uh, you know. Oh, so they don't get like respect- the same protections, basically? If they're yeah. doing like a Netflix movie versus a normal movie, oh, that's yeah. very dumb. That seems very that's dumb. what is that the Quibi was explicitly founded on. They were like oh. they specifically were like we're gonna do this new media stuff, and it's and uh, so I I do think a lot of like Netflix productions and stuff they they do hire they are union productions, and so I'm not really sure how like the breakdown of the some of the coverages work or whatever. Um, but I think Quibi was specifically like, we're we're just new media, and so we are not going to have you know union productions, and it's going to be like really, we're specifically like we're dis we're you know they're they're disrupting um things by yeah. just not paying people. <laughs> yeah, interesting. <clears throat> Seems like it did not work out for them, but yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they failed. Wait, so can you explain the situation again now that I have the more context? floating in my head it's basically right now that they're not necessarily going to have one but they're about to have like contract negotiations or something like that and so if they vote to authorize it the whatever you call them the the arbitrator lawyer people whatever not arbitrator people whatever uh negotiation negotiation they could decide to uh have strike if it doesn't go well. Yeah. And I think I would imagine there is probably, it's, it's probably not just, uh, you know, the negotiation team could, you know, independently say, all right, we're striking now, but it, like I, there, there might be another vote or something, um, yeah. later on that would actually be all right, ready to vote or something. Um, union stuff is very, very, um, a lot of process involved. So I don't know, very like, I don't know what you call it, but like, you know, Robert's rules of order and, you know, shit like that, where you're just, you're, you're doing a lot of 
motions and authorizations and amendments and things like that and yeah. process based so uh democratic might be the word <laughs> i'm looking for but uh yeah so yeah they're yeah they're just voting to authorize the possibility of a strike okay nice so it hasn't necessarily gone i mean this isn't really the point but it hasn't necessarily gone poorly yet they might negotiate and get what they want like immediately i mean that's probably not how negotiations usually work but yeah that could happen okay yeah it could it could and it sounds like um actually um there's enough of the an, enough like uh what do you call it sort of just like i don't know the grassroots response like there's enough response from IATSE members or you know industry workers in general that uh is very like there's a lot there's a i mean it's it's hard not to work in the industry and i'm not to clear i don't i don't work in the in in this industry i just uh I'm, I'm sitting on the outside um but you know i hear enough to know that like and i'm close enough i guess to hear about um it's hard not to like spend any time doing any of this stuff and not have you know countless horror stories um about this type of thing uh about about working conditions uh and so I think it's it's pretty obvious to everybody uh, who is a worker that like, yeah, this is this is deeply, deeply messed up. <clears throat> and there seems to be a good amount of response to that, that already with just the talk of the strikes or whatever, like it sounds like producers are already a bit scared and um, are responding to it right away, which is great, which is, which is cool. Um, yeah, I think that and I think it it would be an, a really pivotal moment for it to for it to happen too with like all of the productions i was just talking to a gaffer earlier this week um or last week i guess but uh like the the covid shut down a bunch of productions but then 20 in 2021 like they all started up again so things have been like crazy uh this year uh to catch up and it would be a really uh, interesting time to to strike. I think it would put a lot of pressure on uh, producers. Mm. Also, a big part of this too is like, so post production is is like a really gets a really big. They they get the short end of the stick on a lot of this. They they are they're uh, highly exploited um, part of the uh, production process. Um, and I don't know it. I, I I don't think so. They're not in the they're not in, they're not in IATSE, uh, VFX uh, editors might be. I think I think uh, like actually uh, uh, screen editors might be. But like VFX and specialized mm-hmm. post production stuff that is you know newer than uh, some of the other things. Um, they're not involved in the in union, and they are. It's it's a really really exploitative industry there um and so that i don't know i think that's on a lot of people's minds uh i don't know and there would never there would need to be more action in the future and maybe to get get them in the union or you know i don't know know what it would take or something but like they need they definitely need more protections and working conditions are you know similarly rough on them Mm. interesting so solidary with uh anybody you know voting um i you know how do, i how, hope that how do these people vote how do you vote by email 
Oh, it's literally just email. It's just an email. Yeah. You just send them an email and you're like, yes. No, there's probably some sort of like, you know, a website buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Thing that. Okay. I just get a link. Because they had that uh, Amazon thing that one time in Alabama and they had to like put paper in a Dropbox. Physically put. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of the kind of cool thing, I guess. Like the producers do, do have a lot of power, but it's, um, it is a little bit, a little bit more decentralized, I guess. Like, there's still like kind of a lot of production uh, companies. There's still like a lot of producers, rather than it just being like one monolithic thing that could like really, really, really stack the deck against you, like Amazon. Even though yeah. I know like Amazon is one of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so I so it's I think a little bit harder for some of the producers to sort of coordinate. Um, you know, anti-worker stuff, but I'm the, there is still plenty of that hmm. going on. Um, but also, I mean, I don't know, fingers are crossed, but you know, producers seem to be some of the dumber <laughs> people out there. <laughs> uh, nice. So hopefully, their tactics are not as effective. Nice. Yeah. Solidarity with any anybody voting. Um, also recognize like yeah, the the potential for you know lost income is is something we're thinking about too so uh take that lightly but you know collective action is how you get off those nasty nasty working conditions it's 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 real bad like i mean i i mean i wasn't working union sets when i was working on set or whatever but like when i was in austin um i don't know it's just the the, the independent productions too like this like fully sucks like uh, it completely disillusioned me like instantly and deterred me like, and it's like, Oh man, I, uh, I don't want to do this. This sucks. Like you have to, uh, this is the, the, this is what you have to do to make movies. Um, and I'm like, okay, well that's not for me then. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be like that. Uh, it can be, it can be fair. It can be, it can be actually like good fulfilling work uh yeah things could be otherwise keep that in mind so <clears throat> shout out to everybody there and it's cool i see i see a lot of comments and lines i'm seeing I'm, I'm you know on like all the like the filmmaking subreddits and instagram and things like that it seems like a lot of people are you know they're I don't, i'm not seeing a lot of bootlicking going on which is very encouraging um i think it's it's probably hard to have too much fondness for producers <laughs> which again like they're they're so dumb and they're they're so dumb and uh inconsiderate that like it never occurred to them that you know something like this might have happened could happen or something and uh failed to try to ever like force any kind of goodwill or anything at any point yeah in the last 100 years <laughs> yeah yeah nice so it has been a few decades since this since uh like a strike has happened and so it is kind of uncharted territory as far as like the new media type stuff goes. And so I don't know, looking out for it. Uh, hope there's more coverage of it. Again, that's, that's always kind of a problem when you get to you know, labor action, whatever that media doesn't like to cover that thing and that, that sort of thing. Um, I better not see anybody out there whining about like their, about not getting their content. Um, yeah, that would be shitty. I haven't seen that yet. So, that's good, but I start seeing that I'll, I will be pissed. 
Nice. You're on notice. Yeah. I, uh, sorry, hard, hard pivot back on this one, but, uh, yeah. on your, you know, lifelong dislike of elementary school teachers, I just remembered that, yeah. uh, in fifth grade, I had a teacher, a long-term substitute teacher, and she was like, oh, I can't draw stars. I never learned how to draw a star. You know how you get like a little star on your paper if you did a good job or something? Pretty mm-hmm. pretty common thing. She was like, oh, I, I don't know how to draw a star. I can't do it. And uh, I showed her how to do it one time, and she still couldn't figure it out. And anyway, I just remember that one time... Uh, after like a long weekend, we came back and she handed out a bunch of papers that she had to grade or, you know, not paper papers, but like little worksheets and stuff that she had to grade. And uh, she drew stars of David on everybody's yes. uh, papers. <laughs> yes. I remember that being something that some people did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nice. Nice, dude. Glad you learned how to draw it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. I don't know. That kind of pisses me off. Like. Not the Stars of David, the, like, I can't, uh, <laughs> hearing about somebody drawing a Star of David, now I'm mad. No, uh, the, I feel, I feel like I was forced to learn how to, how to draw that. How come a teacher isn't expect to learn how to draw that? Yeah, figure it out. I don't have to draw this shit. Figure you it out. You gotta draw it if I have to. Yeah. yeah. Like the, I don't know, the idea, like, what do you, what, what are the qualifications to teach fourth grade? And like, you gotta be, have a fifth grade education. Um, you, but you, but how are you like, what if we got a remedial fourth grader to teach fourth grade? Yeah. Can't even do the stars. Come on. Nice. Yeah. Hey, uh, what's the deal? What's the deal with you? I wonder if, I wonder if though, like third and fourth grade teachers still tell their students, like when you get to fifth grade, they're going to expect everything to be in cursive. So you better really focus up for this, this last unit of the school year. When you're an adult, yeah, everything is. I gotta get. I, I want. I, I wonder how things are. I feel like things are probably way different. I thought. I think things are probably a, different in a lot of ways. Um, and also, you know, the the complaints that we had about things. I think things are probably more about like. Uh, I think things are probably a lot more cultural now. Like we're doing hmm. like CRT in kindergarten, and um, are my you know kids gonna die? Uh, at school from, I don't know, either guns or virus or something like that. Uh, so I gotta say it's probably not that that great. But also, uh, Chris's wife is a uh, second grade teacher. She was telling us one time about how like d- how they teach like multiplication and division now. It's completely different from how I mm. learned it and stuff. And I like fully couldn't comprehend like but what she was saying. I mean, that's what they. That's what. Facebook dads get pissed about all the time. Facebook moms and dads. That's what they're always complaining about, right? Oh, they teach kids math wrong or it's stupid ways now. Which, yeah, uh, maybe they teach it a little differently, but I don't know. Guess Whatever. yeah. My point was as like you know, like they, there may have been like uh, I would. I'm hoping. I'm. 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 I hope that there's been like you know. Uh, I guess I'm taking for granted that that's like a better way of doing it. Um, but you know, hopefully, there's you know ad- more advancements in mm-hmm. uh, that kind of stuff. I guess even from college, um, I feel like there's some types of advancements, and I guess this isn't like, um, it's not a, it's not mit- academically based, but uh, more more on the cultural side of things. But 
uh i think i think people are uh i think people i think i think in college people are introducing themselves with their pronouns um and also, I don't know, I was on a college campus filming something last week and uh, I walked into the library to use the restroom and there were like signs up about like, you know, we'll look out for um, like, it seemed like really basic like type stuff that, that would just be like, oh yeah, at a party, watch out for, you know, people who have, you know, they've looked like they've had too much to drink, you know, signs of people being predatory, things like that. Um, I was thinking, oh, I mean, I feel like think that that type of stuff is different even than just a few years ago when we were in college. I guess it's more than a few now at this point. Yeah, but I don't remember seeing that type of stuff. Uh, definitely doesn't definitely wasn't introducing all ourselves with pronouns. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, nice. I just get annoyed. So, I I, I uh, on the I just get annoyed on the elementary school front. I'm like you. I will always have have grief for the elementary school teachers and i i don't like the i don't like the the facebook arguer parent stuff either that annoys me the kind of people that get get worked up about you know this month's hot new uh ambiguously uh coded uh math problem or whatever oh is the answer zero or 22 or something like that you know you know what i'm talking about You, you know what i'm talking about Kind of. I, I feel I like kind you of don't. Can't, can't remember like what you're at. Like what is, what's your attitude about that? You don't care about that. No, I just think it's dumb. I just, find it, I just find yeah. it very annoying. People getting mad and very self righteous about this stuff. But I mean, it's just obviously it's just like it's what do you call it? Not clickbait. Uh, engagement farming stuff. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, that's all that it is. So there's like a bunch of different levels. So it's like, dang, how are you gonna fall for this engagement farming stuff again? And then also yeah. like. How are you gonna be so stupid about math and have so many hot opinions about <laughs> about how you're? Yeah, children, how do you get worked up over PEMDAS? Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, but I mean, I guess I get worked over up over it too. I'm like, damn, you're really stupid. You really thought it was? You really think that multiplication and division are different concepts? You know that kind of stuff. Idiot, you're doing you don't do multiplication so you're doing the problems. You scroll by yeah, on yeah. Facebook and you're doing the problem. <laughs> I could not be that. me. <laughs> Yeah, could I'm, not be me. I mean, yeah. like almost like physically can't be me. I because they they didn't teach me math right. I don't know how to do math. No. Uh, cannot figure that type of stuff out. But um, oh, oh, I actually I kind of feel bad for. I mean, I do feel bad for Zoomers because I think in some ways like uh, and like younger millennials, I guess. But uh, aren't we? We're the younger millennials. I guess we are younger millennials. So I guess, yeah. Everybody except us feel bad for them. Okay, proceed. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for us too, but in different ways. I guess I was sort of thinking about like parents who like on Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. and you grow up with your parents on Facebook mm-hmm. type stuff. Like that's no good. Um, that's, that's, that's really no good. I feel like that, 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 that Zoomers, uh, but I don't know. I guess like the uh, like younger millennials, like, like our parents' age, I think I think we're both lucky that I think our parents aren't like super big on Facebook. At least I don't think yours are, yeah, right? No. Like they're not. My yeah. mom uses it. My mom does embarrassing stuff sometimes, but she's not like big on it. She's yeah. just like, no, we're not doing arguments. We're not doing. Yeah, I'll find out that from like Shelly or something that she'll like post a picture of me on my birthday from like when I was a little kid or something. Yeah, that's okay. 
Uh, that stuff's okay. Um, or at least not the type of stuff that I'm worried about, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I think that um, the Zoomers and the younger millennials, I guess, we're, we ourselves are going to like probably grow up and be like, no fucking way I'm, you know, putting my like kid on Facebook or, you know, talking about like, I'm not, I am not going to be on Facebook. Like, it's just, we don't do, we don't do Facebook uh, for stuff anymore. And I think that's, I think that's good. And I think it's, you know, bad for everybody who was on Facebook, I guess. Yeah. The point there. But I, I was thinking about that. Hopefully we age, hopefully some of that stuff kind of like ages out of the system. Yeah, I think I get what you're kind of getting at. I feel like an extension of the idea there is something along the lines of that uh, kind of growing up with it. Well, we didn't really grow up with it, but it hit us at right. uh, early enough age, I suppose. It those A lot of those things came into being when we were something very close to the target demographic for it. Uh, when did you get a Facebook page? Uh, I remember I did it after I went to summer camp one year. And people were like, oh, can I add you? And I was like, I don't have one. And then I made one afterwards. Uh, so it's probably mm-hmm. like, I was probably like 13. I don't know if that's right. 14? It, I probably would have had to be before I was in high school. It's probably at the end of, or maybe between eighth grade and high school or something like that. I don't know. Gotcha. I don't know. Yeah, I got it my freshman year of high school. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I feel like, a lot of people our age you're well i don't know i guess this isn't true because like it's empirically not true because we see embarrassing people do it all the time but a lot of people that run in our circles or whatever our extremely tiny circle uh i feel like we probably don't post that much embarrassing stuff because we don't really post a whole lot of stuff and so it makes me think i was thinking about this this morning that i remember when i was younger like adults who are now you know facebook moms and dads would tell people our age at the time like you're going to regret this stuff when you're older and you've posted all of this stuff about your life that's very embarrassing how are you going to get a job how are you going to run for some elected office when you post goofy pictures of yourself and uh people say like variations of this all the time both that and what i'm about to say they, they say it, so it's nothing really new. But uh, as I was thinking about this, I scrolled through Twitter, and I just saw somebody post that kind of older picture of Joe Biden, like, biting his wife's finger, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that, I was just like, dang, dude, it. what were those people talking about? Like, I guess not. I think I'm in better shape than him. Like, the dude doesn't even have, a, like, a Facebook, and he still ends up having infinitely more embarrassing <laughs> stuff and it's like he's and you've got five years of podcast material he's he's literally the president and that's like the kind of cringy stuff that people uh our age would have posted back in high school or something and then get chastised about by some uh, uh some sage adult who would say oh, yeah. you'll never get a job with this kind of stuff lying around yeah it's the 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 parents uh like the the friends parents who are like you know moralizing about facebook uh when we were in high school like are now like openly like saying like slurs about like immigrants and stuff and vaccines and and everything like this 
like in in 2021 like it's not it's it's uh how have have the tables have turned yeah um like i feel like every third mom uh of like the parents that i, I went to of the, of the people who went to my high school were, were like marjorie taylor green um mm. in a lot of ways and and or christian cinema kirsten or Kristen? oh i was thinking about that what recently. is going on with that stuff I don't really know what her deal is. She's very annoying. I got to say, I've known that for a long time. I've Ever since I've heard of her many years ago, before she was like a U.S. congressperson or whatever, I heard of her. I'm like, dang, this person's very annoying. Cinema? You're, in a, you're an, an adult. Yeah. Like you're an adult. And you got the, I mean, whatever. You can paint. You can color your hair as an adult. But like, you're going to be, whatever. It's just the, the confluence of all the stupid stuff that she does. Not just stupid stuff, but the bad stuff. Like, you're 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 kind of just like John McCain with with a purple wig, you know. It'd be funny to be like, and you haven't crashed uh, the plane. Just to, to, my problem with Kristen Cinema is that she's bisexual and has colored hair. Love the <laughs> politics. Love what she's got going on voting wise. No, it's just uh, it's that things I can't stand. <laughs> you you kind of have to. I mean, yeah, it's not. I mean, I'm probably wrong for saying it to a, in a. I don't know. I will probably regret saying it in a certain way, but like you kind <laughs> of have to, people are kind of right to, I mean, not, not be bothered by those, but to continue to bring them up because she has made those a very big part of her identity. And ultimately it's like, those are the only things that are a part of her identity that align her with, her supposed voter base or yeah whatever party or whatever else i mean that's not saying anything good that's not to say anything good about democrats uh and at large or anything or whatever but it's kind of just that like if you if you took that away and uh everybody in congress or whatever they just voted like i guess another thing you haven't seen uh if they just voted like the the leaders of of nerve and and neon genesis evangelion (laughs) where you're just (laughs) where you're just like a a tombstone looking uh uh led panel sticking out of the ground and it's just a big (laughs) it's just a big circle of them and you've just got like a a red name on it red neon name whatever if you've seen the thing you don't need this description i'm trying to describe this for you and if you haven't seen the thing it's not helping and it's not helping either yeah whatever <laughs> you just imagine everybody's behind some screen you can't see anything it's just a static screen talking or something like that people she would not be a thing she'd just be any other republican or something like that she'd just be any other whatever kind of no-name person uh that only real wonk heads know about uh if it was just down to what she does in Congress or whatever. Is there any sort of, uh, uh, have you seen any sort of arguments about how, like, why does Joe Manchin, like Chris, uh, Kristen cinema has to be, you know, like she, she's a woman, she's, you know, bisexual, she's all these, you know, other identity things. But, uh, for some reason, Joe Manchin can be like stuffy old white man. Um, and she, she has to, you know, do so much extra, I don't know, emotional labor or something to like get huh? the kind of profile and occupy the same space as Joe Manchin does. Um, I've not I'm heard just, that. I'm, I'm just making up a take that I oh. would get 
I feel like you about. could. I feel like you could flip that take either way. You could be like, why does Joe Manchin have to do so much emotional labor for people to accept him as part of the party? party <laughs> just because he's a stuffy old white guy uh <laughs> uh no i've not heard that but that's a that's an interesting one yeah yeah something i'm cooking what's up. the deal does he really does he i've 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 heard like i just don't pay attention because like whatever i kind of know what i know about the guy and i don't really care i mean yeah i don't see the people as i don't want to i don't want to see them as celebrities or anything like that but i have heard the uh the controversy over the past couple months or whatever about his yacht slash houseboat. And I, I assumed at first that it was like he bought a yacht and he just like has a yacht in DC or something like that. And I was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. But maybe I'm wrong on this, but more recently the stuff I've heard, it makes it sound like this guy, he does not have a, a land house and it sounds like he only lives in a houseboat. (laughs) And it does sound like the houseboats maybe actually more so a houseboat than a uh, than a yacht, which uh, d- I mean I still understand zero. Uh, I still understand that's true. Okay, I I don't know, but in my mind I'm like, oh yeah, I understand. Yeah, if it's but if it's not a yacht and this guy does just live on a houseboat, even if it's a nice houseboat, I'm like. I feel a little bad for him. I don't feel as bad anymore, dude. He's Robert Downey Jr. in Zodiac. He's taking That's everybody it. back to a act back to a houseboat or whatever. I mean, he's like a old grown man. Yeah. No, it's there's zero percent chance that's happening. Um, well, let's also look at, would be. We should look it up because I it does sound like recently like he just has. It a does house remind phone. me though of the of the uh, of the. Um, like finding out that like like Chuck Schumer and was it Joe Manchin? I don't know. Like I don't think so. But like Chuck Schumer and like two other like big, you know, powerful Democratic leaders. This is from a few years ago. But they like all like were roommates in like the shittiest house in Washington D.C. <laughs> and that was like filled with like rats and 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 dirt basically. Um, and it just like it would be really funny to be like. I, I like I want these people to be corrupt for for the reason that if you, to explain why they're acting this way. If you're acting this way out of principle, I have yeah. I can't, I can't like slot that into my brain. Like yeah. I don't know why you're being like this. Like <laughs> you need to be being you need to be getting the bag from so you how are you this dumb? Like you got to be like voting no on Medicare for all because you like get a boat, not because what you're like voting no Medicare for all and going back to like your 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 frat house where your cereal box is filled with rats like that sucks dude like you know this is this is probably gonna be a bunch of stuff to say to say how do you fumble the bag that hard in Washington (laughs) DC like I feel like you gotta be able to get somebody to like pay for an apartment or something yeah this is not gonna really say anything uh that interesting but I guess I haven't heard people say before that i feel like a weird thing about that congress whatever washington dc elected people whatever that i don't know if it led to the whole gerontocracy thing or whatever but the fact that like all of the leaders of like all of the parties are all like 70 plus like you're looking young if you're like our boy grassley's going back for more dude he's like 88 i mean 
it's it's so weird when you contrast that and like the celebrity that they have around themselves and, and then you think about like how or you realize that like oh it wasn't really like this before it's not like people have maybe i'm a little wrong on this but I, my understanding is it's like it's not that people have been electing geriatrics forever it's just that people elected the people that are currently geriatrics like 40 or 50 50 years years ago (laughs) and they've just been there the whole time and then like kind of contrast that to like like hollywood or something it's kind of like like if like clint eastwood or something was still, like if he was, put out a new movie no well i know he did that but it's like that's what i was thinking of like uh, it's like if he was still like the biggest actor in hollywood but the only way that that happens is just because of like like the reason probably that that doesn't happen in hollywood i'm sure he has enough power that under a slightly different circumstances you could have made that happen or under not slightly different but under the circumstances of like democracy or like washington dc or whatever you could make that happen, which is just to have like a set number of people in Hollywood. Like uh, you can just have, the, there's only a hundred of us. You can only have a hundred celebrities in Hollywood, like in DC. So it's like, well, I guess we'll just, we can't vote Clint Eastwood out after 40 years. I guess we'll just keep, keep voting for him until he, he dies. And that's, I feel like that's kind of how a lot of the, the, yeah, the, the old people have ended up sticking around in Congress. It's like, ah. I mean, they probably would have been outshined by someone if there was a younger person around. But Hollywood younger... packs the court, dude. Yeah. I this, don't know. This court packing, basically. Yeah, yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because um, it's hard to, you can't, it's, it's hard to like outshine Clint Eastwood unless you've already had your. You kind of have to have a shot. Nobody's going to give you, like, uh, day one. Now, your top 100 celebrities in Hollywood, everybody else is, is out. You're replacing Clint Eastwood because you haven't done anything. But you got to be, like, you got to get in your movie. You got to get packed onto the court first, and then you have a have a have your first big hit, and suddenly you're bigger than you're bigger than Clint Eastwood or whatever. But you can't do that in Hollywood yeah. because you can't be like, oh, I'm, I'm – I mean, I guess crazy people can. Marjorie – Taylor Green, whatever, but you can't be. I'm Marjorie Taylor Green too of the Democrats, and uh, please replace me for, or sorry, replace Nancy Pelosi for me because people are like ah, I don't know. You haven't, whatever. You don't have any hits. She's playing the hits. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think the takeaway from this episode is that we like the politics of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, got, I we're we're going super long. I just want to end on this quote though. Um, did you see the quote from Pelosi uh, no. about Joe Manchin? No. Uh, you think I'm going to talk about my conversations with Joe Manchin in here? Pelosi says, we're friends. We're Italian-Americans. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. She's Italian? Shout out to that. I guess I would... I was surprised at... I mean, I guess the, it makes both sense. Both of their Italian heritage, honestly. I guess it I makes sense. At some point when you're an American and you're in Congress or whatever, you just get so old. It's like you've, so, you've, pa- you've passed, you've passed any sort of ethnicity. <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> you're like barely recognizable as like a person. Yeah. So like you're just old. <laughs> <laughs> you age into being Italian. 
It's like people talking about Joe Biden being Irish or whatever. It's like, I mean, he probably isn't, but even if he was, it's like, he's just an old guy. You could say, you <laughs> what could does that say mean when you're that so, old? <laughs> so many other things. You could say he's Italian. You could say he's British, anywhere in Europe, basically. I'd be like, I, yeah, I guess. I guess you kind of squint your eyes. Imagine him 70 years younger. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap this up. Um, head on over to patreon.com slash Dr. Skeleton. We'll be doing more phrenology on the members of the United <laughs> States government. <laughs>